Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And to my left side, we got Freddie. Thanks for stopping by. Also known as Nighty Knight. Across from me, we got David. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Solid. <laughs> also known as Nightly. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, and Freddie, pick that up, and <laughs> sit back and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. In tonight's movie we're talking about, Isa Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid. I yeah. hated this movie. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Movie. You're the this worst. I hate this movie because I have a fragile heart and it broke my heart. I told you this one was going to... Hurt like, you. You told me that, and I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah. I was watching this. I'm crying. <laughs> uh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. I like too. it. Oh I, lo- I like it a lot, but yeah. I hate it at the same yeah. time. Dude, I almost watched it twice. Wow. Within 24 hours. Holy but shit. But I did not, but you know what? I mean, you had things to do. <laughs> so many things, so little time. Yeah. But this movie, it was worth my time, so I loved it. This movie always strikes a chord with me, like mainly because of the kids, obviously. But it's just, fuck, man, this movie just means a lot, yeah. and it's it it sound it seems like such an important movie too. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a story that needs to be told, and it's an important story that needs yeah. to be told, right? Um, of course, it's not to the, anywhere close to the same degree, but watching this film with the uh, group of kids. Again, nowhere near the level of seriousness, but it, it really reminded me of like the kids that I grew up with mm-hmm. and played with in the neighborhood. Yeah. And of course, it's not to that level, right? We right. have like children that are homeless here, but like a lot of those kids are reminded of kids that I know knew yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. And I think that's why it was really tough for me to watch this movie. No, that makes sense because I, I even feel the same way because I was I was like completely the opposite of stoop kid. Like I was running around the neighborhood and yeah. like yeah. just. Just being a hooligan. You weren't afraid to leave your stoop. Right, exactly. Exactly. I was never afraid to leave the stoop. I always loved it. But that was like the main thing that I I guess I loved about this movie and I felt so connected with these characters like so quick. Like Maro, oh my God, bro. He killed it. He did it oh such a good job. Oh my god, I love that little kid so you much. Just know that none of these kids actually had any acting yeah, zero. previously. Really? Zero. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, insane. Man, that's They're crazy. So good. The amount of talent in these kids were fucking amazing. This movie really reminded me of City of God, too. A little bit, yeah. Where it's like all these kids hanging out. They're yeah. exposed to a lot of like tragic moments. Um, they also like carry guns and they kind of hold themselves as their it, own parents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh, fuck, it's such a good movie. movie. It, it kind of sucks because it was dark. The whole film is fabricated on um, a fairy tale that mm-hmm. that can be made from the eyes of these children, but that fairy tale is so dark because of the darkness that inv- invokes their entire world, right? Yeah, and the reality of it yeah. to the point that they can't make a fun, whimsical fantasy tale out of it. Uh, and I think about that the entire time I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this just sucks. It's so yeah. sad because it's yeah. so real at the Even same time. Even the most magical aspect of it, of having like three wishes, yeah. mm-hmm. turns into something very, very dark. Yeah, because it, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the story of the monkey paw, right? Like mm. you get three wishes, but at the same time, like these wishes can either, it'll change something and it'll do something 
that will actually grant your wish, but at the same time, it's going to kind of reverse it and do some shitty shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It comes but with a price. For exactly. Sure. Um, but, oh man, this fucking movie. Uh, a lot of praise too. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, love Stephen, this, King. Uh, Stephen King. Really? Uh, oh, a uh, lot I just of praise. Saw maybe about 30 minutes of an hour interview of Guillermo del Toro with the director and with going Issa? through everything. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic, yeah. man. She's awesome. I would love, this is that one of those films where I would love to watch it and then um, build on it while seeing like the the creator's like intent behind like right. each particular point in the movie. Maybe because we I go feel, deep into that interview about it. Really, that's yeah. I'll probably look that up because there's so many moments where I'm like, I wonder what the creator's intent was here on this segment mm-hmm. um, throughout the whole film up till the very end. I'm like, what was right. the intent here? Um, and I know it's up for interpretation, right. um, but I want to know the actual author's intent. No, for yeah. sure. Like that. That's the that's the main thing about this movie that I guess I love so much about it was the fact that a lot of it is up to interpretation because a lot of it is in her imagination and it's in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like kind of that that same pan of what's reality, what's not, and it meshes together and it is yeah. it, they're kids. Yeah. Like they yeah. they have this imagination and like that was the most. I guess the saddest part about it was the fact that even though they had to grow up pretty fast, they were still kids at yeah. the end of Correct. the day. And yeah. they made it known like these are still children. Yeah. Like they're, they want to play. They want to be with their family. They want to uh, have a good time with each other. Yeah. They're still yeah. children. There's yeah. still some great scenes where they become like really adults very quick. But then yeah. there's like, oh, there's balls around. They're like, right. Playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they just switch gears super Love fast it. or they do the audition, which yeah. we'll talk about. Well, but yeah. 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 With that, I think to add on that is like they're dealing with real life very serious issues but at the same time they they aren't educated on it right there are things that are happening to them in the moment and directly being said to them or done to them and mm-hmm. they just don't understand what's actually happening right and with the whole like fantasy aspect of it of it being a fairy tale yeah. I, it's like also a coping mechanism for them yeah as children like that's the that and fuck man we'll get into it well let, let's just just jump into the plot really it. quick um so Tigers Are Not Afraid, directed by Issa Lopez, released in Mexico on November 2nd, 2017, and officially released in the U.S. on the Shutter platform August 19th, 2019. Uh, I could not find a budget for this movie. $1.3 million. $1.3 Thank yeah. you. Wow. Uh, box office of $576,164. Um, a runtime a run time of one hour and 23 minutes and a score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Certified fresh as well. It has Crazy. over 100 uh, reviews. So mm. <sighs> rightly deserved. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we open with some facts about the drug war in, in Mexico. Since the beginning of the drug war in 2006, 160,000 have been killed. 53,000 have disappeared in Mexico. Entire areas of some city of some cities are turning into ghost towns. There are no numbers for children, the dead, and the missing have left behind. Eerie. Eerie yeah. opening. Very eerie opening. Oh. I like those movies where they give like the fun facts about like the situation what we're about to go into. So. Yeah, I love that shit. And yeah, it, it sets the tone. I feel like we've been getting that a lot of movies lately. Oh, <laughs> that for we've sure. Been watching. We we just watched Conjuring and it yeah. had a very similar thing. opening. Exactly. When that opening happened, I'm like, oh no, I, I know what the kind of movie this is gonna be. I'm gonna be sad. No <laughs> man. But the opening scene too alone. Oh, you see how dark this movie's yeah. gonna be. Oh my god. Very it's quick. Absolutely perfect. Uh so the screen is still dark. Um 
and it, it's officially now opening the movie, and we actually hear the teacher asking uh, about fairy tales, t- and the kids are answering with uh, princes, witches, and tigers. Uh, and we get a lot of that, like, we get that really, like, hammered on our heads in this movie, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like we want we want you guys to know that, like, this movie, these children are the tigers, and they're not yeah. afraid, and so on and so forth. Um, and then we officially meet our protagonist, Australia. Um, Australia? Australia. Australia. Which means star. Um, Yes. Yeah, that, I had that fact from my friend also. <laughs> uh, fun fact, actually, about my friend. he's uh, He lived close to the city that this was filmed. He's born Damn. around there. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. It's, it's, oh, I was gonna, about to ask what city in Mexico. Yeah, it's something Somewhere. in Spanish. <laughs> uh, and Estrella is writing her own fairy tale in class. Uh, we jump to a kid's spray painting while she's telling her a, a piece of her story, uh, A Tiger on the Wall. While we hear uh, more of her story at this point in time, talking about how strong tigers are and says that tigers are not afraid. And I put, hey, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to the young boy who was spray painting, uh, watching some cartel members coming out of a club drunk. One of the members stops to take a piss. Uh, he sees the gun in his pocket um, and, and he takes it from him. I thought this was interesting because, like, dude just went straight, like, baby boy style, like, peeing on that wall. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, yeah. Dropped it was weird. trousers completely. It was, it was weird. just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he was hella drunk. So. He was, yeah, he was yeah, hella he was drunk. Like, yeah, he was wedding. drunk. Yeah. Drunk. yeah. Yeah, he was, like, Bouncing not even know where he was, not even knowing where he was kind of thing. Like, yeah. he was, he was out. Probably did some more than just drinking. 100%. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was actually watching this at my day job during this time. And uh, the person that uh, I was watching this with, uh, he was one of the chefs, and um, he like he's like I've, I've had nights like that. <laughs> where, really? Yeah. He's yeah. like where peeing is just the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, one of the members, uh, excuse me, actually, uh, he sees a gun in his pocket, takes it from him. He was going to sh- uh, shoot him in the head, uh, but he bitched out. Guy yeah. walked away at this point, and he he. You could tell he was visibly upset yeah. that he didn't take the shot. He was yeah. trying so hard. Yeah, he, he really he wanted, wanted to kill him. He wanted to pull him. the trigger, but he just couldn't do just it. Just couldn't do it. Uh, we are now back in the classroom, and Estrella is trying to finish up her story, and she is uh, talking about a prince who is a warrior. I assume we're talking about little homie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately afterwards, we get a we get gunshots ringing outside, and the kids hit the floor. Uh, her teacher crawls to Estrella uh, and hands her three chalks and tells her that she can make three wishes. Keeping the fairy tale thing going. I mean, th- this is where this movie for me when I first watched it. Yeah. I realized like what okay, type of movie it like, is. Like I I understand now what she means that this is a modern fairy tale i went in not knowing anything. any of this yeah, yeah of course so. yeah and you watched the trailer i watched the trailer night, and i had right? no idea what was going on in the trailer and right that's fine yeah but even yeah. the trailer you still told me like you're like man i i think i would like this yeah exactly oh <laughs> um, i already knew it's gonna be some type of different storytelling than just like the normal right yeah as well and another fun fact about this movie this was shot in chronological order too that's awesome yeah just like the conjuring the kids were not given a script too so they just had their natural reaction to it. so that was all improv yeah that's really impressive did she just like give them the story and they just went they probably gave the script day of but Uh, to get through the most natural reactions to scenes that happened in the script yeah that was all I gave me chills. Just yeah, now. That's, that. and all they did was have some training from a coach, like yeah. while filming. Wow, yeah. fuck, that's amazing. Yeah, holy shit, it's crazy. Um, 
Class is now, is now suspended because of the shooting. Australia is walking outside of the school, and you can see the bullet holes on the wall. And, and I put here, this is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. And, it, and it really so is. So close like, to the school and everything. So close to the school, and them not really caring. I yeah. thought it was happening at the school. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess that's when we later find out that it actually happened outside of the school. Um, but, yeah, this is... It, this broke my heart, especially with like the things that were going on in Me- in Mexico recently. Um, oh, yeah. But it just kind of made me feel for them in that moment and how okay they are with the situation. Yeah, they're just like this right, is another well, day. Yeah, the gunshot stops. So I'm going to keep going home. Yeah, like, fuck. Uh, she makes uh, she makes it to the corner, and a man in an SUV is driving past. Um, and they make eye contact, and I put uh, here, he looks a lot like the uh, Servando Esperanza on the posters that she's walking by. Uh, this guy seems to be running for some city council, something, sure. uh, yeah. mayor or something like that. Yeah. Um, I caught that, too. Yeah. So he looked, like, he looked, that's the guy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, around the corner is a man that is shot dead with the police surrounding the body, and they also placed a carpet over the body so no one has to see the carnage. Uh, Astrea continues her fairy tale monologue. We forget who we are when the things from outside come to get us. Uh, the blood from the dead man starts to follow her while she is walking away, and it's fucking awesome yeah mm-hmm. i when that i saw that for, happen for the first time i was like let's fucking go yeah right the, this shit it, it got me pumped i was like okay like now it's i'm starting symbolic. to see the genre uh come out of this movie um because uh isa actually doesn't consider this movie a horror film she no. uh considers I don't it either no and, and yeah. it technically isn't but uh the do you guys understand like the the like the sub the sub genres of horror how it's just called a genre. Yeah. 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 So uh, this is definitely a genre movie yeah, yeah. where uh, she considers it more as a fairy tale and so on and so forth. Yeah. But then you get other Horrific types of fairy events. tales yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Midsummer, right? Yeah. That's also considered a fairy tale. Yeah. So it's it's same kind of concept here. Uh, but same thing with like The Witch was considered uh, a folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so kind of the same vibe. And I, I just love the fact that once we saw the blood traveling towards her, I was like, fuck, okay. Yeah. This is something supernatural, yeah. something different. And Love actually, it. at this point, too, I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I feel like this is not going to go anything against her, but right. something to protect her. Right. And literally, everywhere she goes, there's a blood trail right Love after it. her. Which I, I, really, I, I, I didn't catch that because when it started happening, I'm like, because I was, because. It seemed eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, this is... It seemed a little aggressive, too, because it speeds up really quickly yeah. out of nowhere, too. Well, what I was gonna, like, damn. What I was going to say was, uh, this movie seemed like it was, um, you know, taking place on very serious subject matter of uh, the cartel in Mexico. And I'm like, how can they go to a supernatural ap- approach from here? Yeah. And then when that happened, I'm like, oh, cool, it's happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I think once it happened, I'm like, all right. The movie's yeah, starting for now, real now. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're actually getting into it. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to the title. Um, I can't say it. Vel- Velvin? I, I want to say that's how you say Velvin, it. Velvin, yeah. Velvin. Um, but it also gives us our little subtitle of Tigers Are Not Afraid. <laughs> so that one I can read. Uh, Australia is now home, and she is looking for her mom. Uh, we can hear that the TV is still on, but her mom is nowhere in sight. Uh, we are uh, following the blood around the house and on the wall until it drips onto the TV. Mm. Astrea can now see the blood for the first time while it stains her mom's dress to form some sort of a symbol. 
Um, I thought this was really cool. Yeah. I thought this was really well done. Um, it got a little too CG yeah, um, little for bit. me, but at the same time, like I, I understand that she was working with a very low bit of a budget. Yeah. $1.3 million is a lot, but at the same time, it's not. <laughs> like, not for a movie. Yeah. During that scene, I thought the exact same thing. I'm yeah. Like, I, can, I can see the budget here. Right. But again, with something like as small as like a trail of blood, exactly. it's not too noticeable. Right. Yeah. And, and at, at the same time, like with our last movie that we did was The Conjuring. They had $20 million to work with. These yeah. people had one. Yeah. So... It's it's pretty intense, mm-hmm. um, but now we cut to these young boys and we get the little homies officially. We get Shine, Moro, uh, Tuxi, and Pop outside hanging out, and uh, Shine is looking at the gun that he took from the cartel member Kako. Uh, we see that I feel like I'm nailing these uh, sp- these Spanish names. Spanish names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we see the snake and the numbers uh, on the gun six 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 right on the uh, handle there. Uh, we now uh, go to the phone that he seemed to also take, but I didn't see him take it. But I guess he did take the phone as well. Did you guys see him take yeah. it? When yeah. He, well, when he I, rushed, did. I didn't notice That's it. the first thing he took, and yeah. then he took the camera. He grabbed the Got phone, it. then yeah. the I probably gun. was typing. <laughs> I, I thought it was a harmonica at first, but it's because of the case. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, that's sure, fair sure. Enough, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of... Um, There's a lot of detail in that case. Yeah, exactly. like a dragon and exactly. all this other shit. And I thought it was a harmonica because yeah. of that. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, Moro uh, starts to bang on the dryer uh, that he's inside of, and Tuxi asks him what's up. Uh, Moro uh, can't talk. So he just points at his stuffed animal, which is also a tiger. So yeah. and this I kid put, is so cute. Oh, my God. Dude, seriously. Like, it, it's amazing. Um, but I, I love this kid yeah. so fucking much. Like, I just, I was, it, when I first watched this, I was so rooting for him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, Holding that little tiger, too. Oh, my God. Broke yeah. my heart. Uh, but, uh, and I even put here, uh, we are finally, we are really starting to notice the theme of the tigers at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, he wants Shine to yeah exactly our protectors. Um, he wants Shine to tell him a story of the, of the tiger for uh, not of the tiger excuse me. He wants Shine to tell him a, a story of the tigers for a bet for an actual bedtime story for everybody. Uh, he starts to tell a story of many feline animals uh, like he names jaguars and tigers and uh, yeah. pumas and yeah. all this other stuff. Um, and uh, he's but uh, this is more of a metaphor of the cartel. And what they're doing to the people. Yeah. And uh, Sean continues with one day the the uh, Hukakis. I think so. I want to say that's I want to say that's it, but it's I I think it's Hukas. Hukas. Yeah, something like that. Um, One day the Hukas came and they killed and they killed them. Kako and other Hukas killed all the animals, but when they when they got to the tiger's cage, he had escaped. Now he's prowling uh, the dark alleys, angry and hungry. He feeds on dogs, cats, and children with no parents. And I even put here, this is great because uh, while he's telling the story, you get some really great visuals of the tiger going, going on the wall and all this yeah, other stuff. Graffiti. And it, oh, yeah. this just works so, so well. So good. Um, and, and that looked clean. This that looked great. really clean. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah, um, really like it, it reminds. <laughs> I actually have some jokes uh, later on in here, so I'm actually not going to say <laughs> Save it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, next day. And we get some great cuts of the Cabbage Patch Kids uh, being kids without their parents. <laughs> Australia's doing a VO trying to uh, call her mom and asking where she where she is that she is hungry and to call her back. Uh, she gets voice she gets the voicemail at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we now start to 
Oops. Uh, we now start to get a bad feeling about her mom uh, not being back. Australia is outside and she makes eye contact with Shine while he is uh, walking by. We cut to Australia with her mom and they have this great mother daughter moment at this point in time. Yeah. Right there, she's asking her, uh, "I want about the bracelet, bracelet and when can, and I, have when can I have it? When you're, you're older? When I'm gone? Yeah." It, I was like, "Fuck." Start. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie really sad as shit, dog. Australia yeah. <laughs> like, um, now makes her first wish. She wishes that she could have her mom back. And as soon as she wish, as soon as she wishes this, uh, we hear a bang in the background. Mm. We cut to everyone being asleep at this point. Australia is woken up by her mom's voice. Um, and oh wait, did I go too far? Oh no, 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 you're good. No, that's fine. Uh, Australia is woken up by her mom's voice. We see a shadow walk behind her, and then it gets closer while while saying, "I'm here." Oh, fuck, calling out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, like this part. It, it is genuinely spooky. Like it, it is. is definitely a creepy moment, but at the same time, it's really endearing. At least for me, I feel like it was never a threat, though. Exactly. At and least that's why me. I felt like it was really at endearing. This point, I, was like, I oh. did. I, I you thought something bad was about to happen. No, I didn't think anything bad was going to happen, but I think it's more so. You felt like it was threatening. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if threatening is the correct term, but it's more so. It's just uneasy. like easy. It's uneasy. It's a fucked up situation, and it's um. It it's a like, lot of pain. It also validates mm. like something did happen yeah, to your mom exactly. and now she's back and, and it's not normal. It's not natural. And yeah. I think as like if the mother spirit is fully there, she wouldn't yeah. want to scare her child like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are forces beyond just her mother spirit that is like, you know, having that happen. There. It's a necessity, right. Right. but I'm sure the mother doesn't like putting her daughter in that situation of fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you and, could even kind of tell too from it that she she was getting close but not too close yeah like she she you could tell she didn't know how to, to not approach. be a ghost yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like she so she kept her distance a little bit and she didn't chase her when she ran and all this other stuff um but, but she's in a body bag yeah yes. and we don't know it at we this don't, point yeah, though not yet. Uh, yeah like so she's, she's wrapped she's up. like wrapped up in yeah. something but we With don't like know that she's wrap. like in yeah like, yeah oh, fuck and she looks damn creepy later yeah and we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> um so australia gets spooked and she dips outside australia must uh must have stayed up all night because it is now daylight at this point and she is still pretty scared um i guess she just stayed outside in front of her house yeah just afraid Too scared to go inside i would do the yeah. same thing when yeah, i was watching fair. this i was like yo me too like right? I don't, it's not like oh 30 minutes have passed i mean go back inside it's yeah. like yeah no, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, it might be safe at this point to assume that her mom is dead. Uh, she hears a sound back uh, back in the house, and she thinks it's her mom. And uh, she makes it back inside, and it's actually Shine with a tiger mask on. Uh, he is stealing stuff from her house. Australia is trying to get her mom's stuff back from Shine, and they are wrestling over it for over the belongings while he is trying to escape through the window. Um, he. Tells her that he tells her that her mom needs the stuff because the uh, the Hukas took her. Australia yells back that that's not true. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, this part hurts. Like even right. though it's like really quick, like this is like maybe a fifteen second interaction, and her not wanting to believe that, and and the fact that and he was probably just trying to scare her. Correct. Like yeah, he yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know who her mom is. Yeah. Um, but he was pr- trying to scare her. But he was right. And that's that was the fucked up part. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that he was right was the messed up part. And that sense of denial too. It's just yeah, sad yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah, 
breaks my heart, man. Uh, Estrella um, hears her name behind her in the house, and uh, the front door shuts by itself. Uh, Estrella hides outside once more. All you can do is fill for her at this point. Um, she is sitting outside on her steps, sort of waiting. We get yeah. another cool shot of a different graffiti piece of the tiger. Um, she sees something and gets up to investigate. It is Shine's mask uh, from earlier left on the ground or on the roof. Yeah. On a roof of a bunch of houses. Mm-hmm. This was cool. But yeah, they yeah. were like on top of roofs. So I was like, this guy gives some fast and furious vibes. A lot of <laughs> yeah. that, it reminded me of that. <laughs> a lot of that reminded me of being a neighborhood kid too, and knowing like the kids I knew back in the day, because we would do the exact same stuff where we would like hang out in places that you're not supposed to hang well, out. Well, we actually be hopping like garage roofs and all that. Because yeah. we learned we lived in an area with a bunch of apartment complexes. Yeah. Like that go down the entire street. And um all the garages were so close to each other where you, you can just kind of hop to, to the other roof or climb up to get to a higher garage platform or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we now see some uh, graffiti with four boys painted on the wall. Uh, it's our little heroes. Uh, Shine, also known as El Jefe. <laughs> El Jefe. <laughs> uh, Morro and uh, Tuxi and Pop. Um, we are now with the children of the corn <laughs> and there, I, I came up with so many nicknames for them. Uh, we are now with the children of the corn and they are watching a movie outside, um, and hanging out. I guess they just have power on the roof. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are all family. Um, we get some great bickering from all the boys here, uh, about one kid not eating his peas out of his, uh, his, his vegetables, like eat your vegetables, yeah. like, eat yeah. your vegetables. He's like, shine, tell him, eat his vegetables. He's like, yeah. eat your peas. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love that they, uh, they use the movie as something symbolic as well. It's like, oh, this is nothing but violence on this. We should change it and stuff like that. Like, right. Yeah. Damn. Super symbolic. And I love the fact that most of the TVs play like things about that Estrada guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I find that fascinating that he's constantly brought up in the movie, but he's barely shown ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's fascinating. Uh, Australia makes it to the uh, to the Lord of the Flies and uh, wants to <laughs> stay with him. Uh, she does not want to go back home. It is a bit of a fight at first, uh, but eventually pops uh, convinces Shine to let her stay. Uh, Moro goes over to Australia and gives gives her some crackers to eat because she said she was also really hungry. Correct. Uh, but Shine didn't want to feed her. Australia uh, is looking for some food and oh, well, actually back up a little bit. Moto actually gets in trouble uh, for, for giving, feeding her, giving her food. He yeah. gets called back by Shine and he runs away. And uh, I, I found it so, I guess, cute how she ate the cracker. Like all like she was like trying to make it last. Right. Yeah, but yeah, at the same course. time eating it really fast so instead of just eating it in one bite. She kind of was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like a little, it seemed like, like she a was, mouse. She was scared that the food was going to be taken from her. Too. Right. That too. And yeah. It seems like because resources are thin. Yeah, exactly. But also making it last. And I think before that, too, if correct me if I'm wrong, they talked about like what the cartel's doing with everyone, too. What they're doing to the kids, oh, what they do yeah. to the girls. I don't think I don't think he talks about this yet. I think so, because this is when it's like, oh, she can't stay with us because she's a girl. This is what oh, they do with the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he goes in more detail later yeah. when they're actually like they're homies. Because <laughs> exactly. right now they're not homies. He's just like trying to help her out a little bit. Um Australia is looking for some food, and she sees a wrapper on the ground that she tries to pick up, but it's stuck. 
She tries to, um, she tugs it and tugs it and tugs it, but we get this awesome scene of someone grabbing out towards her. Uh, this person seems to be now wrapped in a plastic bag, and Australia calls Mama <laughs> uh, and screams shortly afterwards. Shine wakes up and asks if it's the um, the Hukas. Uh, she says no, and he's super pissed, and he tells her to never to wake him up again, and he will kick her pink girly ass. <laughs> I loved the um, body language in this scene because um, with Shine, I feel like he really embodies like physical behavior that kind of resembles a tiger. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like closes the blind behind him or the blanket covering his room, and it's very like tigeress, and I think Ooh, it, it's really yeah, cool. I, like I think that. his whole character, it's like very snappy, like a tiger. tiger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, that way. yeah, yeah. No, he'll snap, he'll roar, he'll growl. He likes his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are a lot of moments too where uh, there's a sense of compassion, but like. Um, he wants to it, make sure everyone's okay, but it's like, oh, everyone's okay. Okay, yeah. leave me alone. He, yeah. He's the tiger of the his own story, right? Oh, right. for sure. Where he, when he was breaking down, that um, he's a tiger that got out of the cow out of the cage and now roams the streets, angry. Yeah, feeding on what he can to stay alive, but also has a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's, it's it's great that you even bring that up uh, about him being the tiger that escaped. Because even at the end of that, where he says, and uh, uh, he takes like little children who has no parents that's exactly what he did yeah. he brought those kids in yep. because yeah. they don't have their parents wow. like and i yeah. I, yeah, I didn't wow. see that until you just said that so that's that's awesome that was a great a good call great great good great call, call. uh we cut to the morning and the yukakas are um are coming probably to get the phone uh, phone that uh shine stole shine gets australia up and they start to run away uh he takes a shot at one of at one of the men that are chasing them and uh, at this misses. point, yeah, he completely really misses. Bad. Like really, Never really shot bad. Never um, He I like kind of shoot, he purpose. like shoots it in the yeah. air, right? Yeah, like yeah, because he still doesn't have that gut to do it. Yeah, to shoot at him, or maybe because he's just so small and like these people look so much bigger than him. He's maybe gonna think like I gotta shoot up. Yeah, you know? it's just like maybe if I aim higher, I'll come yeah. down lower. Uh, wins, right? That happens yeah, with yeah. bullets. <laughs> but again, at this point, it's what we brought up earlier. Like these kids live on the streets and they're very young. They're so uneducated, right? You know? Exactly. But they seem pretty fearless at this point. Too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he knows he knows like it's, it's fight or flight, right? Yeah, you well, especially when you're dealing what you with the, with this drug cartel that's coming. And they're after pretty you. comfortable with the situation that they're in too, right? Exactly. And I feel like even for Australia, from what happened that night when she saw the woman in the um, plastic, mm-hmm. right? She didn't seem too afraid after she realized what it was. Right. She was scared at the moment, but she got over it, and then next yeah. morning happens. I, I took and it. I as think a sense, there's a lot of moments like that. Yeah, I took Australia. it as a sense of denial. Yeah. yeah, because when there's no confirmation that her her mother truly is gone, yeah, at this point, and um, that she thinks she's just seen stuff. Yeah, because like Fair I enough. I think if I were in her shoes, I would feel the same way. I'd be like, I'm just going crazy. I'm just really paranoid. I'm I'm seeing things, right? Right. I, right. I'm still gonna be in denial. Right. And it, it it's interesting too because the fact that like she is kind of in that stage of not believing if her mom is gone or not. Cause right now to her, her mom's just missing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, like the whispers of the names and things like of her name, um, she knows it's her mom. Yeah. Um, That's so true. it, it, it's a little bit of a fucked up situation, for sure. It is. Uh, but Tuxi and pop tell shine, uh, that they took Moro away. So I guess, uh, shine didn't, didn't have time to wake up everyone. 
Yeah. Um, he got to her first, it sounded like, and it's mortal probably just stayed asleep and they took him. I my yeah. heart broke when I heard that. Yeah, yeah it was just oh man. Oh, man. Uh, the so, way they described it is like they grabbed his little foot. I was like, Yeah, oh, they grabbed his God. little foot and, and and then they said they left his tiger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bro. <laughs> I, I think for context sake, like we should like describe like the age of these kids. I think Moro is like probably like five years old. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Shine is a uh, shine's probably like maybe seven, nine. Seven, eight, nine. I would say yeah. like eight. Yeah. Like these kids are young. Yeah. These kids are really young. Estrella looks like she's maybe in tenth grade. Yeah. Um, and Pop Tuxi looks super young too. Tuxi looks like he's about the age of Moro. Yeah. And um, he it's. Pop looks the oldest, yeah, to be is. honest. Like, he looks like he's 10. Yeah, he looks yeah, like he he's looks 10 or 11. 10 as well. um, but uh, still, like he, they have so much respect for Shine. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, oh, man, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I love their dynamic together. It works so well. They're what, my Avengers, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, Freddie, what Freddie brought up earlier was uh, there was a moment where um, Estrella comes in and um, one of them states, like, girls are just bad luck. Right. Yes, that's when right. Girls are there, and man, um, that's a sense I got. Not that they're bad luck, right? A sense that it's so much scarier for um, a, a, a little girl to be no, vulnerable of because of like how brutal this it world just could be, right? It back to like what's following her too—a blood trail. Yeah, right. And it's like everywhere you go, there's a blood trail following. And you. what sucks is I remember in the moment when she kind of meets him up on the roof for the first time. It's like, oh man, she's so vulnerable on her own but she's also going to make the whole group a lot more vulnerable because she's a girl because it like mm-hmm. clearly like what I mean cartel is known for like human trafficking and things like that That's right, right. Um, and like having a 10 year old girl that doesn't have any family around at this point is roaming the streets it's just so scary yeah oh yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure uh, so Tuxi and Pop tell uh, Shine that they took him to Chico and Chico chops people up and yeah. oh, fuck, man, that that got me. That made my heart drop when they told when they said that. Uh, Pop tells Estrella that uh, that they are. They, he, this is where he starts to explain what, the, what they are. Uh, they are satanic narcos that perform satanic virtual. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then Tuxi cuts him off. And he's like, "Ritual, ritual, not virtual." And he's like, "He's like, well, it could be virtual too." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, it can't." <laughs> and I just put, I love the dynamic of these two. It's just, it's. They're fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Shine explains uh, to her that they kill women. Uh, the kids are taken somewhere that they don't even know where they're placed. And uh, it breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> uh, Shine and the others are starting to walk away from Estrella. She says that sh- uh, she can she can make them all go away. Shine hands her a gun and says, kill Kako. Uh, they make it to his house, and Estrella doesn't want to go through with it. Uh, she has a back and forth with Shine about this con- uh, this contemplation, uh, letting Shine know that he should do it since he kind of is took, a man. He, yeah, he and he, he is a man, and he took yeah. the gun. Yeah, and he was like, "You took the gun, you do it." And um, and he pretty much started calling her like a baby and yeah. all this other stuff. You know, it's like if kids. you want to be with us, yeah, you can, like do it exactly. And he said said something like, "If you want to be a tiger, right?" Like, yeah, yeah it's just. Perfect shit. Man. Very uh, perfect shit. gang mentality. And for it, sure. Yeah, it was, it was like sure. her initiation. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think that's just from the surrounding atmosphere of like what these kids pick up from the streets and all that. Right. Yeah. And it reflects. It's fair. Right. Even as children. 100%. Astrea works up the courage and hops, hops over the fence and is uh, moving slowly inside his home. Uh, she looks back at the kids a couple of times and they're constantly telling her, go, go, go. Um, 
you can really see the contemplation in this moment while she looks at the gun and looks back at the kids. Uh, she makes it inside in, uh, inside of his house, and we notice a toy is on the ground. And then I put here, uh, is he possibly the one who's actually taking the kids and keeping them? Um, she's inside, and Kako's asleep on the couch. Uh, she holds the gun up to his head, but pu- uh, pulls out one of the magical chocks instead and wishes that she did not have to kill him. Uh, this is when, and I even didn't get to mention this, but this, you actually see that on the TV, um, that Estrada guy is on the TV yeah. again, oh, and running for time. councilman and all this other stuff. talking about all the stuff that's been happening exactly. with the police, with and people it was missing. like an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah, like, what would you do to, like, change this and all this other stuff? And that was fascinating. Yeah. More about him later. We'll, we'll be coming back to him for sure. Um, but... Uh, Kako's on the couch, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Kako's um, hand falls to his wayside, and we notice that there is already a bullet in his head. The snake of the gun slithers off and goes into uh, Astrea's jacket. Uh, this makes Astrea shoot the gun and quite possibly shine, and the funky kids think that she did, she did the deed. Uh, the snake uh, slithers away from, uh, from her, and she runs to a different room. Uh, we see this is where the, all the kids are kept inside the cages, and my little homie Morrow is He's in there alive. too. He's good. He's good. And then uh, and I put here, I was like, we got my man's back. <laughs> I was so happy to see that. Bro, I was yeah, yeah. so happy. Yeah. I'm glad it was fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it was I'm quick. glad it didn't like last until the end of the movie or anything like that. There's more heartbreaking stuff with my boy, but yeah. oh, we'll dude. get there. <laughs> um, yeah, you are on for a ride. Uh, Australia goes outside to meet with everyone else and tries to hand the gun back to Shine. Um, he's some, he seems somewhat upset and he actually doesn't take the gun back. He just walks away. Yeah. Uh, we are back at the Tiger uh, headquarters on the roof of the same place. <laughs> uh, the others are reenacting w- uh, what they believe Estrella successfully triumphed. Um, Estrella is asking Shine, why does he keep Cockle's phone? Um, Shine proceeds to tell her about what happened to everyone's family. Tuxi's grandma got shot at a funeral. Pop's brother was killed on a highway. Moro saw something so bad that he, he actually talk. will never speak again. Yeah. Uh, Estrella tries to reassure him that Kako is dead, but he storms he storms away to make it to to his makeshift room and closes his uh, his little curtain. His little tiger den. Little yeah. ti- his tiger den. <laughs> uh, the other children bring uh, uh, the other children go to Estrella and tell her uh, to come dance with them. We cut to Estrella. Uh, uh, we now cut to Estrella being on the bed. Coughing up some bugs. Oh yeah, I was like, "Oh, sketch." Oh Jesus! Uh, and I think I put here. Uh, we get this really great sound effect. Uh, this is a great sound design right at this moment, and something is formed right next to her. It's kind of like that, like that. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. It sounds disgusting, but it's it's great. I love that. Um, and that's when we actually see that. Um, and I put here. It's the lady wrapped in plastic again. Yay! Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's it, we see her mom wrapped up in that plastic wrap, right? Yeah. Um, and then I even put here, I was like, the costume design is incredible. It's really good. It is really good, yeah. It's Holy simplistic, but it works so shit. well. Like, Working um, within the budget, you, when you have bounds uh, or like boundaries uh, that you need to work within, I think it really creates a lot of um, innovation. Right. You know? And it just shows like... We have a limit of what we could work with, but yeah. we could totally make it, it work. Makes your, imagina- your imagination go wild. It's like I can imagine what happened to you. Exactly. But right. At the same time, I can't. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But th- this reminded me a lot of uh, back when we were on uh, when we did a, that episode on the Goodnight Podcast, uh, where we watched Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of the torso. 
because yeah. he was like all wrapped oh, up in like yeah, saran wrap, yeah. and yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. Uh, no, that's a, that's a great sight to see. Uh, but the the costume design just spot on. It works. Uh, Australia cost uh, cost her through a cup of empty noodles. Um, oh, excuse me, not Australia. The lady calls to Australia uh, through a cup of of empty noodles and um, almost like a telephone through a cup and right, a string. Right, and yeah. I thought this was awesome because yeah. that was the first thing that I got was just like oh like the the it's wire like telephone. on the, on the, yeah. on the telephone yeah. and it worked kids, so well. It's, it's it's a kid's imagination, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just worked great. Uh, but inside the cup, she is telling Australia that the person that killed Kako was looking for her. Australia uh, put the cup closer to her ear, and a blackened hand slowly comes out of the cup. Uh, and she immediately just throws it on the ground. That, yeah. This, for me, as far as special effects and horror aspects Fantastic. of the film, I think this is my favorite it scene. It looks so Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Yeah. It looks oh, really good. Oh, my God. This looks so good. And I feel like at this point, it validated my like suspicions. Like, oh, yeah, there's nothing threatening about this ghost. Right. It's like, this person's trying to help. Right, exactly. At the same time, I think this is when I started like, foreshadowing. It's like, oh, they're probably going to look for revenge or vengeance mm-hmm. against this person. You know what? You saying that, like, oh, it's not... Um, there's no ill intent. And, yeah. and I asked myself in my head, I'm like, well, then why was she reaching out from the cup? And I think about it like from a mother that's passed yeah, on. She's, trying to, reach she's out. trying to reach out to she touch just her wants daughter. To, yeah, exactly. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. When you yeah, when you put light. it that way, man. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a really sad experience that one is going on with these kids, but with the dead. Yeah. Like the dead is probably missing their children so much. And they oh, probably yeah. can't move on because right. of, you know. So many things. So much anger, torment, missing uh, people right. not saying goodbye. Yeah. And the fact that they were probably used for maybe a, a satanic ritual, right? Like, yeah. they probably, their souls are probably just stuck. Mm. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that's that whole thing, hell on earth, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it's interesting. Um, it then says uh, that she has to bring him to her. Yes. The next day, the boys wake up and uh, they're... Uh, they are talking about needing a new place because the narcos uh, know where they live. Uh, this was actually uh, Astrea's idea. Uh, Shine is not happy that Astrea came up with this idea. He's letting them know that I'm the I'm the boss of you guys. And but when he realizes, it's like, wait, they do know where we are. Right, it's like, exactly. all right, let's all pack up and. Now it's him leading the charge. Yeah, he's just like, all right, move your ass. Like, let's do this. Uh, They are all looking for a place. And uh, the two kids that were also in cages are scared because Kako is now dead. And they know that the the narcos are coming for them as well. Uh, Pop makes Shine feel responsible for uh, for them getting back to their brother, uh, Branyan. I assume that's it. Uh, I think so. uh, Her brother. Their brother is with Brian's or Barian's, whatever his name is, gang. Yeah. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a cool little scene. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, we uh, And then I put here that uh, we, we make it to these angst teens hideout, and they uh, they both uh, made it back to Brennan, uh, but get pushed away uh, because Kaka was dead, and that uh, that was the last place that they were seen, and these were the last people that seen Kako. Uh The mighty tigers came out of the distance to let them know that they killed Kako. They have tough guy talk at this moment. The older dude lets him know that the the Hukas are going to find him and kill him for his actions. A burning piano breaks the tension when it slams shut. This burning piano, and while they were talking next to this burning visually piano, appealing, visually, sure. this is beautiful. Yeah, the cinematography in the movie in general is really good. Oh, done. my like, God. From the natural light to yeah. just the lighting in general is really good that you can visually see everything, but at the same time, when you don't want to see something, they don't put it in there. Yeah. It's really good. Such a gorgeous shot. I think this uh, scene is important, too, because you see a, a different gang with um, 
yeah. kids that are Older. in their teens or yeah. about to be adults, maybe close to 18, and it shows like, oh, these kids, they're not homeless just because they're young and they have no one else. It's like, this is a thing for people for their entire lives. For survival. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's not going to stop once they grow up and like get their life together because they have the means to, right? Yeah. Um, with the burning piano too, I think it also shows that um, the lack of education that they have, they don't have access to mm-hmm, because sure. like a piano is like, that's a very elegant item that right. costs a lot of money yeah, and all that. I think that's a that too. Yeah. part of it. It's like something yeah. so valuable yeah. is invaluable to them. Exactly. Because it means nothing in this world yeah. that we live in. Exactly. Right. Now that makes total sense. Uh, we cut to the kids breaking into some sort of house that uh, looks kind of like a mansion. Yeah. Well, so very quick before yeah. this, they leave because Estrella says that um, the kids start talking about how Estrella says that they are meant for a, a palace, a magical kingdom that has an right. indoor a pool, zoo, yeah. a, zoo, a yeah. soccer, soccer field. field. And it's that fantasy, right? But they come across this abandoned Really big home. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of like a palace. Yeah, and right. there's like fish in there, which is kind of like a zoo. Exactly, yeah. And they yeah. do find soccer balls. Once they get in there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, damn, this is pretty spot on. And it, it goes on with the idea of the film where like whatever Shreya wishes will come, come true. true. Yeah. yeah. It, it's her imagination that we're walking through. Yeah, but yeah. there and but there's bounds to that, to the right. to the realism of the, the world they live in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, they all go inside. Uh, this place is very imaginative. Uh, we have koi fish in puddles, large mm-hmm. staircases, lots of rooms for their soccer field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone except for Estrella uh, runs run up the stairs. Um, we see that the blood um, followed them there. However, it doesn't go towards her. It also goes up the stairs. Um, and this is, this is the point where I even thought to, and obviously this is my second time watching this movie, but this is the point where I, I thought that the blood is not meant for Estrella. No. And it's we'll just following we'll, through her journey. Right. And we'll, and we'll get to who, who it's to probably actually meant for um, yeah. a little bit later, but this blood just seems to, it, it, it completely ignored her. It didn't stop and wait for her. It just ignored her and turned up the stairs as well. Yeah. At um, this point, um, at this point, I remember the scene where she's walking down the hallway. I'm like, oh, this is a fantasy tale. She is the chosen hero. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is her companion, kind of like a right. fairy that guides her through the journey. Yeah, this is her um, Navi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's really intense because, it's again, it's grounding it to reality yeah. For, yeah. for these children for sure. in Mexico, right? Right. Um and I think it's, again, what I brought up earlier, just because of the bounds of the reality that she knows. Her mm-hmm. fa- fairy tales, to the extent, can only go to something as extravagant as this story that's being told right now. Right. Uh, I put here that uh, she is walking down the hallway and the blood is following her. Uh, this is a really cool scene where the blood starts to now break into threes. Um, those symbols... Uh, those symbols that was on her mom's dress are now all over the wall uh, in blood. Uh, she stops. She stops it from getting getting to her by uh, marking a line with Rudy's magical chalk from Chalk Zone. Uh, <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back. Uh, she moves backwards in the room, and you hear whatever is whispering uh, to her to come. She hears crying from from down the hall and goes over to see that it is Shine. He lets her know that he should have been the one to actually kill Kako, not her. Um, mm-hmm. Kako's phone starts to ring and it says Theo uh, is calling. And like a dumb kid, he answers the phone. Uh, Straya throws it out of his hand and tells him not to answer it, but it's too late. This, this scene kind of makes you realize that because he knew not to answer the phone. 
Yeah. But I don't he, think but he, he did. That's the thing. Like he, yeah. like he, he knew, but he like subconsciously, like he subconsciously knew, but he, in reality, his mind was kind of like, or his body oh, was just like telling him, yes, answer. like, cool. Like it, it was like muscle memory. Yeah. Well, well I, I saw it as is like, this kid's probably never used a smartphone before. And um, yeah, he maybe. probably like doesn't realize like it'll stop ringing if you just don't touch it, mm-hmm. or it doesn't realize if you hit the volume button to go on mute, um, or if you're not using the phone, there's a decline. Right? He must think the only way to stop this is to answer and hang up. Right. Yeah. Uh, because at this point, I don't. I would assume that he up until this point has never used or seen a smartphone. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Because I know that uh, Astrea, she she has right. Yeah. Like she and she has a phone yeah. too. Yeah. So um she she knew what to immediately do in this situation. That's why she told him like, like don't answer it. Yeah. Um, but it was too late. Uh, Teal's on the other, other end making all types of different slurs. Oh, motherfuckers. All this whole shit. Stupid kids. It's crazy. Give me back my phone. Yeah. Give me back, give me back my brother's phone. You killed my brother. Blah, 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 blah. All this jazz. So now we know that they know that Kako's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shine hangs up the phone. Australia uh, asks once more, why does he have this phone? He unlocks the phone and shows her a picture of his mom. Probably right mm. before she died, because she had that. She yeah, had like a blunt. And now we know why he kept the phone, because yeah. it's the only photo that he has of her mom. Exactly, um, it is the only photo that he has of her. Pop and Tuxi are calling for Shine. They let they uh, let him know that the, that they don't have a soccer field, but they found a ton of soccer balls instead. Uh, this is great because I we're even really put here. Um, at the end of the day, we go from reality to them being kids. In yeah. the drop of a hat. Oh, no, you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're, we're live, but it's, it's not that professional. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, we, we see that they're kids and that they, they're just kids that had to grow up fast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But, this, but they this, still find the moments to be kids again. Yeah. Which I really the scene liked. lets you know, like, these are still kids. Right. They find the simplicity of uh, the joy from the simplicity of finding a, a bucket of like balls that they oh, play so with. So good. And it this is where it keeps the heartbreak though, right? Because yeah. that's the thing that Isa Lopez is so good at doing. She's good at reminding us that like you're watching children. Yeah. Like you are not watching adults. You're not watching adults run from these this this cartel. You're not watching teenagers. You're watching children. Yeah. Run trying to escape from these crazy ass narcos. Yeah. Um so that I think that's actually a really great like callback that she actually said there. Uh, they start playing with all the balls and they're having a ton of fun. Uh, and uh, I even put here that it seems like they even completely forgot about their situation for a little bit. Yeah. And I put here, I fucking love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice escape. It's a really good scene. Yeah, but I not only that, I think the most, besides Estrella and Star, they, um, the other kids think Calco's dead. Everything's okay. We mm-hmm. left our old home. We found this new cool home. Everything's going to be fine now. Yeah. yeah, you know they probably assume that. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, that's not they, how the life they works. have an iPhone, and it probably has "Find My iPhone" on and all this whole other shit. Yep. Um, but I put here uh, they are drawing on e- on each other and and on the balls and having having a ton of fun. I love this scene where they're drawing on on Marl's back. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like the they, it's like the fourteen, but it's like a Y, and he's like, "You're a moron! Like, <laughs> why do you keep doing that?" Um, Australia was drawing a face and Shine said that it looked like Kako and popped it. He gives her his ball instead that tigers are drawn, uh, drawn all over it and he said that this will protect her. Uh, Australia is more of a, um, a mother figure instead of a sister to them at this point. She is making Maro 
um, feel better by fixing his tiger and comforting him. Uh, <laughs> this right? is so endearing. The scene was yeah. cute because so endearing. Uh, she kisses him on the forehead and he's like, Ugh, yeah, he's no. like, oh, right. it's like, God, dude, Alex, get the hell off. Yeah. Heck? You're still a girl. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved that they continue the symbolism of the tiger too because even they yeah. have a skateboard that they keep on riding over. Oh, so and it's just like, good. oh, the tiger just keeps protecting them wherever they go. I love it. Whatever love activity it. they're doing, the tiger's there to protect them. I love this scene. It's really good. I see it as uh, Shine is the tiger. And like that, his skateboard is the one that has the tiger's face on it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, and he's the one who spray paints the tigers too, yeah, exactly. right? Correct. Yeah. Like, so, uh, shine, shine asks how many wishes does she have left? She held one. up one piece of chalk that was actually kind of like drawn down, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was. It, she wasn't dealing with a lot at this point in time. Uh, we get this super. Um, I think I meant to say super wholesome scene I, I didn't I messed up my words there uh, we get this super wholesome scene of Tuxi dancing in the rain uh, that is coming oh, yeah. through the opening of the house with the umbrella and I this was once again like this is once again a great job of Isa Lopez letting us know that we are watching children still yeah, yeah. right and the innocence uh, of them yes living in the moment just having fun exactly and this, this was a scene that is absolutely Gorgeous, mm-hmm. but it's completely. It's one of those scenes that also was a little unnecessary, but it's necessary. Yeah, like it's just because I I love the fact she just keeps hammering on her head. These are kids. These are kids. Like, yeah, and it's and it's important. It's very yeah. important because it, it it takes us back to like even what's happening in nowadays, like places in Syria and Turkey and all this uh, yeah. whole other stuff. Yeah. Of these kids losing their parents. These kids dying, and she's like, this isn't just for what's happening in America or Mexico or Canada or whatever. This is in the world worldwide. In like, yeah. These are children. Yeah. And no one can look after them except for themselves. And yeah. I think that's why it really reminds me of City of God. Where they 100%. actually have yeah. that same type of theme on there. It's like, even though these are just children, they're in these adult situations. Exactly. They have to survive. This is the environment they're in. Mm-hmm. It's not the tri- life they chose, but yeah. the life they have to survive. It also reminds me a little bit of uh, Beasts of No Nation. Oh, yeah. As well. Like, oh, my yeah, God. That's a great movie. Fucked me up. Oh, that's a, that's a rough movie. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, my but God. But it... That it reminds me a lot of that, minus uh, showing a lot of the rape, <laughs> yeah, and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, it's this. It, it gets intense. Uh, once again, they are they are just kids acting like kids. Uh, you just know something bad is going to happen super soon. You just feel it because they keep showing us these wholesome scenes yeah. of them being children. Yeah. Um, is sitting next to the koi fish and Shine walks in. Uh, they have a continuation of their heart-to-heart earlier before he was interrupted by uh, Tuxi and Pop. Uh, where am I? Uh, Shine shares the story of the uh, the Hukas the burning his house down and how he lost all of the pictures of his mom and how he also got the scar on his face. Um... He was going to mention that his mom was taken when they were uh, running out of the house, but he, he stopped himself. Um, Shine is back at Estrella's house, going to get the pictures of her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a plastic floating uh, floating bag leaving outside of the house, and we also see the silhouette of a woman walking behind uh, Shine with a little gust of wind that kind of flows behind him. Yeah. This is the first time that anybody except for Estrella has had a paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. Correct. So this is this is great. Going back a shit. couple of steps, um, and something I wanted to bring up earlier yeah, too. Yeah, bring it up. Um, Shine's marks on his face are his stripes of a tiger. Yes. Great point. Yeah, great point. Um, it, it, I agree. Yeah, because I, I I remember catching that towards the beginning when 
it shows his connection to tigers, right? Dumb. And I was like, oh man, that's. And I'm glad that we got that's to a point where we shot. found out where those marks came, came from. from. Yeah. And it, it those marks that experience made him a tiger. 100%. Because during the film, I'm like, why is his face like that? Yeah. And I want to know why. So yeah. it's. It's really cool. I think it's very subtle, but it's it's really well done. It's very, very well done. I agree with you. Um, uh, so he actually books it out of there, but he's immediately caught by Theo waiting outside for him. Uh, we cut to Tuxi in a blazer playing as a judge for an imaginative talent show that he wants to put on. Morrow, being as cute as he absolutely can be, is holding up a sign introducing Pop. Um, Pop comes out on stage and he says he's going to rap. And then I put here, this is just still cute shit. I love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tuxi asks Australia if she wants to actually uh, be a part of the show, but she's looking for Shine instead. Uh, she gets she gets to a spot in the house where there is a man looking for them on the phone with Chino. Uh, she runs away, and we still get that awesome trail of blood following them. Uh, she finally makes it behind a door and is holding the door closed while he is trying to get into the door. Damn, she's strong. Right? <laughs> she is so fucking strong. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like she's like literally holding the door from a grown ass man. Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> Holy shit! At the first point, I thought it was actually her mom trying to open the door. I thought that too. I thought so too. Yeah, but then the guy was like, "Oh wait, no." It's he was chasing her. Like, yeah. I mean, well, she ran away quite loud. Yeah, right. Like she, she didn't like. And she slammed away. that door too. <laughs> exactly. So like yeah. we, we knew who was right behind her probably. Um, but then this is actually where we hear the voice of our mom calling her again uh, and the sound of the slow creaking and cracking of bones while the plastic bag woman is looking slowly up is also happening in the background. Mm-hmm. This is great sound design. Oh, yeah. This is extremely creepy. And it, it's kind of one of those feelings that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, too. But it goes back to what I was hearkening earlier about her not really knowing how to present herself and her child in her new form. Right. right, like this is this is new to her. Yeah. So, uh, I fucking love this though. This is great. It's super <laughs> creepy. Um, the lady turns around to look at Australia. Um, it starts inching closer while telling her t- telling her to bring him to us to where the dead wait for him. Um, while and I said while it is saying this, more plastic bag people um are start actually appearing. start rising up from Crazy that little scene. section as well and. This is just a good scene. And, like, she's kind of doing this, like, inching thing where she's, like, cracking yeah. her, like, shoulders I towards like him. This is the first scene oh, that actually her, becomes, like, very horrific in the yeah. horror sense. I was like, fuck. oh, okay, now we're actually seeing something Scurry. that's a little bit more paranormal yeah. and different and not about the cartel. Yeah, and I even put here, this is pure nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, great aesthetic with the walking and the jolting of the body while she's walking, and it's just convulsing. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was Reminds like, me of the torso. Yeah. <laughs> this is when I, like, I changed my mind a little bit. It's like, oh, maybe they are going to attack her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's so funny well, because for me, At this flipped. point, I might be wrong now. That's <laughs> really funny because I like we've been having the opposite perspective on this, right? Uh, At that point, I'm like, these are the people that have chosen her. These are the people that she needs to fight for. Correct. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why I felt that way is because when they were like, she was over the gutter, they started like grabbing oh, sure, her and yeah, stuff. That, and like banging on the door. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you're trying to help her out, that's probably not the best thing to yeah. do. Yeah. But once again, they don't know how to communicate in their yeah. new form, right? And the thing with Prince bringing that up, that, that Fair and, enough. and what you brought up earlier, both of you, about um, the cup of noodle um, telephone line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Australia gets out of the room, but the man grabs her to ask for the phone. Um, there are two men terrorizing these kids. Morro takes a shot, um, takes a shot at one of them and hits and hits one of them. Uh, the other guy shoots and kills Morro. 
I have like I fucking dude. started holding Bro. back tears. Bro, when I, when I saw him point. shoot, and then I just saw him on the ground, but they didn't really show him get shot yet. Yeah, when he, and I was then like, they showed him up front, and then he was like bleeding. I was like, uh, "Fuck, dude!" Bro, yeah, so sucks. Maro took the Bro. shot. My jaw dropped. I'm like, "Oh my god, little man, yo!" And then that dude, without a second thought, shot him in the stomach like a five year old child. Yeah, like nothing. Nothing. I, I had to hold back tears, man. It was so bad. It it's, broke my heart. This is such an intense scene, and it hit me yeah. hard. The first time I watched it, I was watching this at work again at, at my day job, and the first time I watched it, I was crying in the lunchroom. Yeah. Like, yeah, and really? I, yeah, I could not hold it back because I was like, damn, like, I felt so connected with this kid. And then I even looked up, I was like, how much time is left in this movie? I was like, shit. This movie, more minutes, this movie, yeah. yeah, this movie's been out for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Like this is it, it hit me hard. Like, it I didn't hurt think it was gonna hurt sure. that much. Yeah. Um so as I hear, uh, Pop runs and slices one of the guys uh, so that they can all get away. They are all in, the, in a room in the top of some building and they uh, lay my boy to his final resting place. Um Almost, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> not yeah. not quite there yet, um, but paying the respects. This for is yeah, they're like kind of like paying the respects and saying all the things that they need to say, right? Um, but this is this is an interesting piece, mainly because with Maro being dead and them kind of rushing out, yeah, I didn't know they had time to grab him at first. Yeah, like I at first I was just like, "Oh shit!" They just grabbed him. him. Oh fuck! Like, how did they do that so fast? Yeah, that's probably from strong ass Australia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they're all in the room in the top of the top of some building, and they uh, blah 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 said that. Uh, Shine takes the phone from Australia and plays a video of her mother being beaten, but she actually doesn't know it's her mother at this point in time. She just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he's playing this video. But he's he's investigating he's, why yeah, they want, yeah, the, phone why they so want the phone. Yeah, and they find um, out who it was. Right, on the phone. and um, I think later though, but when after Marlon took the shot, didn't someone stab someone and got the kill? No, no, someone Mm-mm. stabbed a guy in the leg. Yeah, oh, that was okay. that was Pop. Yeah, Pop ran it. and he like sliced his leg, and then they grabbed Marlon's body. Yeah, and then, then they out. dipped Cause out. From what I thought, I thought they confirmed the kill and they were like in the in like a topper a, a higher floor in that building they were staying at but i guess that's not. what i thought too yeah um i don't know where they went got it that's why i put some building yeah. <laughs> uh they called chino uh to meet up and exchange the phone the little homies are um all find out that australia actually lied about killing kako after all and that was they're a- pissed at and, oh yeah they were pissed and that they was the actual betrayed. uh and that and the person who actually killed him was chino uh and I said, all the kids don't take this kindly at all. They call her a liar. They blame her for Maro's death um, because of her lie, and they all storm off. But before they storm off, Pop says, watch Maro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shine is practicing more of his tagging skills for all our far- fallen soldiers, or far, far fallen sh- uh, soldier, Maro. Um, Shine is a re- and I said Char- Shine is a real one, bro. <laughs> right. Uh, Astrea stayed behind with Maro's body, uh, gives him one last kiss, and begins to walk away. Um, until she's actually met face to face with Maro's ghost standing right in front of her, and I and I put here cool CGI at this point for this little baby tiger, yeah. right? The yeah. little stuffed tiger. It was it was childish, but I feel like it was meant to be. Yeah, like it worked Absolutely. so well. I, I was like, God, too. this this looks so good. It didn't look cheap. No, it didn't look no. cheap at all. Um, she looks back at uh, where Maro lays, and um, now it's him sitting up, but the covers are over his head this time. Yeah. Before like, they didn't cover his head, um, and 
it kind of made me think. I was like, is that his body standing up yeah. or is that someone else? Because it did look a little taller. Yeah. I thought it was someone else. I thought it was someone else too. Um, a voice speaks um, another dead one. Because of him, uh, because of him, we're all here. Bring him to us. And we see this awesome row of all of the bodies yeah. that Chino or all the people that Chino has killed. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. Yeah. It's like at least oh, 30 yeah. of them, right? Yeah. Like maybe more. Um, uh, Tuxi and Pop are looking for Shine. They find him and ask uh, for Kako's phone. Uh, they take the phone away from Shine and uh, they make a run police. for it. Yeah. Uh, Australia is now all alone with this with these creepy ass dead people in plastic wrap following her, demanding that they bring him to him, uh, to them. Australia goes behind a door and repeats, "Tigers are not afraid. Tigers are not afraid. Tigers are not afraid. Tigers are not afraid." She considers herself a tiger at this yeah. point, right? She yeah. Considers herself one of the gang. Uh, a bunch of dead hands come out from the uh, the sewer uh, grate, grabbing her. She breaks free and continues running. We are back with Shine, Tuxi, and Pop. They are arguing if they should give the phone to the cops. Shine is letting them know that uh, that this is a bad idea and that the cops are absolutely the worst. Uh, <laughs> Tuxi and Pop run to a cop car to try to report a crime. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, how did you guys feel when the two boys were like saying, just give it to the cops, we have proof? Yeah. Did you guys feel anything in particular at that no, point? I felt like in this situation, this environment, that's not going to change it. Yeah, so I, I have family in Mexico. I think the cops I've, I've, reacted the same way cops would react. Yeah, so I... I it's like, you know that who that is? Yeah. Yeah, we don't fuck with that. I have family in Mexico. Um, I've been there quite a few times. And, like, the stories you hear about... Um, the police over there, man, it's just it's so corrupt. corrupt. Some yeah. of them corrupt. Yeah. And especially with stuff regarding the cartel, it's like, yeah, like, oh, like when I was watching stuff, like, oh, it's not going to do anything. And it worse at that, I I thought it would go down a lot worse. I thought I'd be like, oh, crap, they got they're stuff gonna on. They're going to grab them or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's literally that's what, what I thought. thought. It's like so, they're going to bring them to the cartel. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So I was yep. really yeah. scared at that point. Yeah, and that I actually felt my heart drop when they first did this, and I thought the same thing. I thought yeah. I thought they're going to say, "Do you know who that is?" And they like grab him, yeah, or yeah. grab them um, out of the car. Um, but uh, the two cops look at look at it and notice that it's actually Chino inside of this video. Uh, they look at each other and they ask each other, do, "Do you know who that is?" And they say, "Fuck that, we're getting out of here." Um, and Shine uh, looks closer at the video when he gets the phone back and notices that uh, it is actually Estrella's mom that it was being killed because he actually remembered the photo that he grabbed from her house and he noticed the bracelet. bracelet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They make it back to Mar- uh, Maro's body, but no Estrella. They agree uh, that they need to take care of Mar- uh, Maro and put him to rest properly. We are back with Estrella at a park on a swing set. On, I even put here, I was like, good spot to be in right uh models ghost is sitting right next to her and he's and he's actually talking this time i yeah fucking love the scenes i clapped when i heard him talk i was was like yes dude this is this is great it was a good payoff great payoff uh he lets her back and forth too oh it was fantastic it's like where are you now it's like i'm cold Uh, yeah it's like no where are you (laughs) yeah i know yeah this is man this is this is great because he's he's telling telling her what his body is doing yeah yeah and like what's happening to and what what everyone is doing to his body, um, he's letting her know that like they're gonna bury me. Yeah, uh, they put me inside of this container, 
right? Yeah. Um, Australia shows up to uh, shows up when they are getting ready to bury um, Morro's body. Tuxi and Pop are upset that Australia left him there alone. Uh, they throw his corpse in the water and they say one last goodbye. Uh, Morro and his tiger homie is there too, watching it go down, and the tiger, tiger. throws a little. Daisy, yeah, inside of the water. That was Great sad. Scene. Great yeah. scene. It was good, was sick. but Great I was like, scene. man, it, it was. Sucks. It was cool because it was, um, models ghost also saying goodbye to his past life. Yeah, yeah, and and hopefully moving th- on. Yeah, hopefully moving on. And I think he could move normal in this, uh, in his ghost form, mainly because he's a kid, and yeah. like it, it probably works a little different for them. Where as adults, we think about our next move. As a kid, they don't. They're just yeah, like, let's just, just go. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in yeah. this situation. But yeah, exactly. Really uh, Shine is eager to find Chino at this point, and uh, and they want to actually end this shit once and for all. All of the boys are waiting for the bus so they can uh, meet Chino at the location he gave them earlier. Uh, Astrea seems to be embracing her magical chalk powers um, at this point in time. She brings the dragon back to the back to the phone, and I was like, "This is kind of cool." Yeah, <laughs> like that was she was like, like kind of expecting for it to come like, back and go. It was pretty dope. <laughs> yes, yeah, like Pokemon Go. Yeah, there you go. Um, they're on the bus, and Shine doesn't seem too confident about about this meetup. Uh, I. Uh, also, uh, we get the blood tra- uh, trailing right behind them while they're on the bus. And I said, this is still such a cool effect. Yeah. And an hour in this, I can never, this blood effect can never get old to me because yeah. I've never seen this before. That's true. Correct. That's yeah. Really it's point. something very original. Yeah. Like I've seen like in it where the blood, instead of it going down the wall, it goes up, it goes up the wall, which is a cool effect, yeah. but it's just, I've never seen it. Like follow Trail. you, yeah. It's like, like God, it's such a it has cool its own effect. Purpose. It has its own like mentality, right? Um, they're on the bus and shine. Uh, never mind. Uh, they <laughs> they see three guys there, including that politician Servando Esperanza. Straight corruption in this town. Uh, we also find out at this point that uh, uh, Servando's nickname is also Chino. Yep. <laughs> uh, they ask for the phone from Shine. He throws the phone over to Chino. Chino, uh, I changed the name to Chino because it's a lot easier to say. Yeah, uh, Chino better. shows the back of the phone to Theo. Um, he lets him know that uh, this is his phone, and he pulls out a gun to shoot the kids. And he's yelling and yelling and yelling yeah. at these kids. Um, Chino, uh, and I put here, Chino is the Mexican Han Solo because he fucking shot first. <laughs> right. <laughs> he ends up killing both of his own henchmen. And he destroys the phone right in front of the kids. Uh, he tells the kids to get out of here, yeah. um, but not before Estrella can ask about her mother. Estrella and Shine are, oh, excuse me. He even says here that he's like, how the fuck should I know? Not knowing who this little girl even yeah. is. Correct. Estrella yeah. um, and Shine are running away. Estrella stops him while they are running to tell him that uh, this is where her mother died. Shine tells her that that he swapped out the phones and shows her the video of her mother's execution. Uh, but we don't have time for this, children. We need to fucking run. Right. <laughs> Australia turns, uh, tries to run back. Um, Shine stops her and lets, lets her know that she doesn't have any more wishes. She takes Rudy's magical chalk and marks an X uh, where his burn scar is. She then proceeds with making a wish, one last wish, about his scar to actually go away. And this uh, is a uh, uh, back to earlier where he says if you 
can make these wishes, wish my scar away yeah. instead yeah. of wishing that these guys now are gone. she's trying to fulfill that wish right. for that last thank you moment. Exactly. And that's what breaks my heart. Yeah, this this is a rough one. So Holt, strap the fuck in. Uh, Shine goes to feel if it's gone, but it's actually not. Uh, the blood finally catches up to, to Shine, and it actually splashes on his shoe and starts to soak between his shoe. And we officially see him get shot in the face mm-hmm. by yeah. Chino. This part making the scar sucks. disappear. Making the scar disappear. Exactly. Uh, this part sucks. Yeah, uh, and it's obviously it's beautifully shot. But this is the one that got me. This oh, one hundred percent. Really fucked me up. I was like, wow. Because you don't expect it, kind of. No, you don't expect it at all, but you also see her trying to say thank you for coming all this way with me. Right. Let me do you a favor and then wish you something like that, and it's something sweet, and then all of a sudden, yep. I think, the switch. I think you're totally right where you stated you don't expect it. Um, going back, the deal was they were going to meet up with Chino because yeah. the deal was I give you the phone, you get rid of the, the cartel, uh, the right? Two. Yeah. Um, and it was really surprising because like when they were doing the trade, I'm like, oh, yeah, they totally would have switched the phones, right? Especially when uh, he asked for the passcode. He didn't right. say anything like he didn't know. It's like he switched the phones. And I thought they were going to get away with it, too, yeah. when he smashed the phone. It's like, cool. He destroyed it. He thinks he's good. And when he shot his two members, he was like, we had a deal, right? Yeah. So I'm like, cool. This They're guy good. actually he uh, owns up a, to his shit. Yeah. And I'm like, they should be good. But he realizes, you know what? You do you you did know the passcode because you guys answered the phone. Yep. And that's when shit starts going down. Yep. He thought about it. Yeah. Right. Which sucked. I was because they were so close. So close. Yeah. And and she, uh, this he, is new, he too. He's like, oh, oh he's going to. F- figure it out so we had to go and this is why i say that the blood was never trailing Australia at all because the blood actually goes through her legs and yeah. it touches shine and as soon as it touches shine he dies yeah so it's it, falling his blood trail. it was falling it was his blood trail that we were actually seeing yeah. but the blood's not done yet that's true <laughs> chino is now hunting down Australia. she is running like a bat out, bat out of hell it also looks like our blood trail is uh not done shedding um shedding blood uh, Chino calls the phone again and uh, we hear it once more. Then I put here, I was like, seriously, this iPhone has the best fucking battery in the world. This thing has <laughs> not died in days. I thought that. Too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then I also put here, uh, also mute the goddamn phone. I digress. <laughs> Chino is For still real. on the proud. <laughs> yeah, I, come on now. They probably, again, haven't had many smartphones, right? Exactly. Yeah, she probably didn't know but she how to has like- one. But yeah, but even so, like, because they don't swapped know it out with her phone. No, he. Uh, what did they my get understanding, Shine has stolen multiple phones. Probably. And, and yeah. in the beginning of the yeah. movie, they're like, oh, you're not going to sell this one? Yeah, that's or right. Or try right. to get that rid of this sense. one? Yeah. Well, see, but then that kind of takes it away that he has had uh, multiple smartphones. I think yeah, he fine. may have stole them but never like cracked really? the code. Because yeah. in the beginning of the film, it seemed like he literally was going one 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 two to figure out the passcode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got to – the passcode six 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 six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's Which easy. makes sense, and I think, Obviously. or maybe he was yeah. like one, 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 two, 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 and he just got lucky, you know. Yeah. So well, I mean, he looked at the gun, right? Well, I feel oh, like yeah. the, whole and then the whole phone thing. not being on mute thing and right. having a ring is just more of a movie tactic than oh, one hundred percent. Just yeah. create it was for plot, yeah, and show where the distance between the characters are. Yeah, it was true, all true. for plot. Yeah, uh, we're almost done, guys. Uh, sit, hang tight, hang tight. Uh, Chino is still on the prowl using his calling techniques uh, to track down Estrella. Good thing Estrella is a kid and she can hide in small places. While she is going through the crawl space, she sees that cute little tiger once again. It gives her a lighter, um, and this is the lighter that uh, was Modern used. Light, I think. 
No, no, no. no. It was the lighter that was used to, on burn, the, down. to burn the house down yeah. for shine. Oh, I didn't realize that lighter he found and kept. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, wow. he kept that. Uh, so while she is going through this crawl, oh, excuse me, uh, the tiger pushes a vent down uh, a shaft and jumps in. Australia's right behind the tiger, and Chino pops up the crawl space uh, and takes another shot at Australia. Australia's now down in the hole. We get this cool shot of her trying to get the lighter uh, to turn on. And there's there's just her face, and you also see like her mother kind of in the yeah. in the dark with her with the plastic wrap around her. Fuck, this is such a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, she uses the light of the phone instead at this point in time because she can't. I don't think she can hold her finger down on it for yeah. too long. Um, uh, and she looks around to see all the dead people down in this area. And I put here, fuck, this scene is both sad and terrifying both yeah. at the same time. Um, because we officially start to realize... Oh, wait. Before I get there. Uh, Dead Mommy has a moment with Azrea, and uh, her bracelet is transferred to her wrist. Yeah. Chino officially makes it down to this room because he knows exactly where she is. And Estrella leaves the phone in the room uh, with the rest of the dead bodies. Um, this is why this scene is so sad, is because this is the real room of where all the dead bodies actually, actually are. were kept. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, oh, this is the moment where, like, oh, bring him to us yeah. where we are. Yeah. I was Fucking like, cool, this is the end. Ass, let's go, boys. Yeah. 100%. Estrella uh, locks him into the room and we start to hear uh, hear all of the dead people come to life and I was like, and I also put in his bitch ass screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you also get your last look. Um, oh, wait, before that, Estrella uh, turns around to see... Uh, and we see Shine standing in front of her with his hood up this time. Um, she hands him the lighter. Then one last goodbye to our our favorite little homie or our other favorite little homie, Shine El Jefe. Rest in peace. Uh, they uh, they walk past each other, and Shine goes into the room to set the set the whole place on fire. Just how. It happened in to his him. house. Yeah. Um, and we see one last time, the blood trail goes inside the room right after Shine. Yeah. So this is this is what I meant by I think it was following Shine all along. Mm. Possibly. I yeah, didn't I catch so the blood trail at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it went underneath this, the door. When this happened, man, I was like, oh, man, what a... What a, what a fucking story. story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, we get the monologue from Shine. Uh, Australia's walking past a real life tiger this time, and this is, and I put here, this is just a nice, great touch of the imagination uh, versus realism, right? Yeah. Correct. We got yeah, so yeah. many imaginative tigers and things like that, and at the and very then we end, see the real tiger. We see a real tiger, but still in her imagination. Mm-hmm. Like this, this works so well. Um, but uh, we now get the monologue here where it says, "Tigers are not afraid. They went through bad stuff, and uh, and came out on the other came out on the other side." They are kings of this kingdom of broken things. And now it switches to Estrella's voice. Because we have to remember we are princes. We are warriors and tigers. And tigers are not afraid. Estrella opens the door and we now see her walking to a field of grass and flowers. Yeah. And then credits. Finally getting her paradise. Fuck. What yeah. a goddamn movie. I do have a question though. Yes. What the fuck happened to my two other homies, Pop and Tushi? Oh, they ran. They're good. Ooh, okay, good. They're, right, they're, yeah. they're alive. Okay, they're, hopefully they're they'll the meet with the Australia soon. Flowers and shit, too. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I, I think with them, um, it was more so a means of survival to stick with the gang. But with, yeah, 100%. with the other two, they had a mission. Yeah. You know? 100%. And um, they saw it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking movie, man. Yeah. I know. This is a great movie. Shine and more, though. And, oh, my gosh. R.I.P. to the homies. Yeah, for real. Like, this this movie 
is one of those movies that I feel is a very important watch. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. honestly, even even for horror movie fans or non horror movie fans, I watch this important. movie. It's an important like, movie. This is a it's very important, important movie. Story to tell. There's creepy shit in it, sure, but at the same time, like, and I want my wife to watch this movie super bad. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I think she'll like it. Uh, she will love this. Yeah. Like, and it's just one of those things where it will kind of catch her off guard because she does. She's came into the room a couple of times while I was watching it. Yeah. Last night, but she didn't understand. What was going on? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So or, I I want her to like sit down and watch from start, this to movie, from start to finish. And it's a short movie. Yeah, it's one yeah. hour twenty four. In in the beginning of the episode, I had stated that I hate this movie, but I just hate how emotional it, it, it gets. Impacted you. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where it did a really good job at. It actually hits all of the emotional yeah. strings when it needed to. It definitely is right. a great film. Oh, it's such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. But let us know what you guys think of this movie. Uh, please, please, please go ahead and hit us up over at Twitter at Goodnight Life. That's night with a K. Okay. Um, but this is going to be the end of our paranormal month. Uh, this uh, every, Each month, I want to let you guys know, I didn't state this earlier, uh, each month we are going to be thematically going through movies. So some months will be zombies, some months will be uh, vampires, so on and so forth. But each month are going to be thematically tied in with each other. Uh, so that's something to just look forward to. Uh, but this month was our paranormal month. I actually didn't come up with a name for it, uh, but I might come up with one on social media later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next month is actually going to be our holiday horrors. A Careless Christmas. And uh, the movie that we have for our first uh, uh, holiday is going to be Krampus. So <laughs> be on the lookout for that one. Uh, Krampus, I want to say, is available on Netflix still, but I don't remember. <laughs> so find it if you can. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. On my left side, we had Freddie. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Also known as Nighty Nights. Across from me, we had David Celery. Stay spoopy. Stay, stay, stay spoopy, everybody. Also known as Nightly. Our efforts to get the show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us some more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And that's night with what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on podcast services around the world. And don't forget your nightlife.